Hello, hello, hello. We are TNC the Premix back for episode 16. And episode 16 is brought to you by the all the good people at 605 Real Estate. Um, and you can find them at realestate605.com. Uh, Tyler, would you like to highlight uh, one of the broker associates from 605 Real Estate for us? I would love to. <laughs> this associate he's he has a special part a special place in both of our hearts that associate is captain brad stearns brad is a responsible broker of the 605 real estate llc he graduated from sdsu with a degree in economics and aviation that's right folks captain wasn't a nickname he's literally a captain he went straight to sioux falls and jumped right into the real estate game with his uncle he even earned Newcomer of the Year in the Realtor Association of the Sioux Empire. Uh, they grew a small, him and his, Brad and his uncle grew a small brokerage of 30, including, oh, they grew it into a small brokerage of 30, <laughs> including 29 Lason's agents. That's Captain Brad Stearns. And if you are trying to sell a ketchup popsicle to a woman in white gloves, Brad is your guy. Sometimes it very, he, does it, he does it for three-fifths commission because he gets off on helping his friends. Yeah, he's a, he's a good dude. Uh, known him for a long time. Um, very, very personable. Um, and he, he gets a shtick from us every once in a while, but he is pretty damn good at his job. Yeah. So, <laughs> I just said, We wouldn't bully him if he couldn't take it. Um. So yeah, um, like Tyler said, uh, he's he's now kind of heading up uh, the 605 real estate team. And if you want to get in touch with Brad, um, you can call his cell at 605-789-1492. And for, uh, to get in touch with any of the other broker associates or to just see the team, all that information is available at real estate 605.com. And Great with website. that, let's get into it. I just want to get some things out of the way real quick. <laughs> Number one, I apologize everyone 
for episode 15 that uh, I believe I was sabotaged by one of my friend's sons who was playing in the beat laboratory a little bit. And that's why no kids allowed in the dojo. <laughs> obviously, oh, it's on, it, it's obviously on me um, because I should have checked it, but I kind of did like a test and I mean, never, you know, I, I always usually test everything right before I start and just make sure the audio is coming through, make sure everything looks good and everything looked good. I mean, we kind of tested back and forth and you said at, at first you could hear like some popping a little bit mm-hmm. and uh, you mm-hmm. must've been being a little too nice um, on the critique of the popping. Cause it, uh, did I actually sabotage you because I'm normally the one that fucks up the audio and stuff possibly. Maybe I want, <laughs> maybe I wanted to see how, maybe I wanted you to see how I felt. Well, cause someone was speaking crystal clear with great internet. You, the, em- the empathy was, was served up cold. And <laughs> now I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah. Um, also apologize. Um, or I need to apologize to you, Tyler. Um, turns out Mount Denali and Mount McKinley are the same fucking mountain. Fucking sweet, so, and I, sweet victory. And I, I listened back to that as, as I was listening to the terrible audio. I also listened to myself claim five, probably six times that Mount McKinley was inside the continental, continental U.S. I, I, um, the entire time I was just like, sure thing, dude. Sure. Cause I knew what I was, I knew what I was right. I knew what I was doing. So yeah. Shout out, uh, shout out Lucas. Um, with, uh, the quick Google search, he sent me an article immediately upon listening to episode 15. I was like, yeah, you're a moron. Um, that's Mount McKinley, Mount Denali, the same thing. Obama changed it to back to Denali. So let's, let's keep God in mind. Obama. I, I, Fucking old bomber. Let's keep in mind that I also Googled it live on the podcast to defend my own case, and it just said Mount Denali was the tallest mountain. I did no clicking, and I just accepted defeat, even though I didn't stand on my principles. Not very gladiator of me. And, But it comes out in the wash. I would like to think if I got that one question right, I could have rattled off maybe six or seven more right ones. So I could have shot like a good 35% from the field right there. That's fair. That's fair. I did. Um, I really did fuck you up on that first one. So that's on me. Listen, um, we're here. We're here. We're past it. I certainly didn't drink. I certainly didn't drink this weekend because of it. <laughs> it didn't run um, through my head. I got a few things um, to run through here. Um, did you catch episode nine and 10? I sure did. The last dance. Okay. Um, do you want to run through a few things first? Or you want to hop right into that? Uh, let's just, uh, let's pop right into that. Let's just pop right into that nine and 10. I just, uh, as I was kind of getting ready for the old cast, I threw on episode nine again, because mm-hmm. episode nine, I was kind of in and out of sleep for like the first like 30 minutes. So I got, uh, I caught up last night. And only because I know that uh, associates of the podcast will harass because you guys didn't get your sweet, sweet TNC fix uh, on Monday mo- or on Tuesday morning. Uh, we're recording tonight. Uh, your boy did not have it yesterday. I could have I been here for the podcast. It wouldn't have been pretty. I was in a world of everyone wanted. I was very busy at work. 
which I'm not used to. <laughs> Everyone wanted to speak to me and wanted to be around me. And I just wanted to lay by my dish. And I just didn't, I couldn't, I couldn't muster the energy. You guys yeah. don't understand how draining it is. I mean, <laughs> to come no here and hang with my friend for an hour and a half. Uh, yeah. Yeah. First world probs. <laughs> I'm too tired to talk into a microphone. microphone I hate friend. it. Yeah. I hate it. And yeah, I just, I felt like an asshole, but as soon as I was just like, Cody, please. And you were just like, that's okay. I was like, all right. That's all right. I feel like, um, I feel like getting two in a week and we try to do our best to get them in. Um, and no excuses to the fans and we do yeah. feel bad, but, um, you know, this isn't our full-time gig, obviously. I mean, we haven't got picked up by major sponsor. You know, Real Estate you, 605 isn't really yeah, um, filling the pockets at this point, <clears throat> Brad. You, but <laughs> I say, I didn't even, I complimented, I didn't compliment it on the cast, but your hair was looking great in that photo. Yeah. Please write us a check. Please. That is, a, that is a good photo of Brad. Very, very nice. Good smile. Great, great. Yeah, just everything about him. I want to buy a house from him, but they won't take my podcast money yet. So guess I'm just trapped in the dojo. Fun fact. I did buy a house from him once. So can say he can in fact sell you a house confirmed. That's what, that's what you look for in a realtor. I heard I did the research. <laughs> <laughs> it was actually a long con. You buying the house is just like, I'm going to have a podcast and Brad will be a sponsor one day. I'm going to get him. <laughs> and that's when he got him. <laughs> that's when you got them but yeah um, I, uh so this just uh we'll throw i'm gonna throw i could throw this in later but i'll just say it now because it kind of works so yesterday just didn't have the sauce i got back i just wanted to watch episode nine and ten of the last dance because we were going to discuss it and it was probably like eight thirty at night and i was for some reason hulu live doesn't work in my room so i had to like i had to watch it uh in the living room well, there was a couple people in the living room and we ended up, it was literally like I said, cause I even said it last night. It was like a podcast without goddamn. We ended up ranking every goddamn blizzard from Dairy Queen. There's 31 goddamn blizzards. The banana cream pie at number one. <laughs> no, no, didn't no, No, it is not. Huh? Butterfinger but, number one. Um, so we put them in tiers and I'm going to tell you Butterfinger made the fuck these tier, which is the lowest tier. You got Butterf- you no, 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 no. Okay, 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 okay. So, so, so. Before they changed the recipe, Butterfinger was the fucking best. The only uh, problem is, is they get stuck in your teeth. Yeah, was the I was only say, there was, there was, uh, trust me, all of these were broke down. I was sitting there like trying to like sleep and watch the last dance. And I'm going to tell you, these associates have real high-pitched whiny voices. And why'd you say it so like, quietly? Because I think they're here. <laughs> <laughs> they're in the house. But Butterfinger, I uh, it got ranked really low because of a stuck in your teeth. B, uh, when you put like candy bars in a blizzard, you're just getting a fucking hard chunk of candy. Like it just, I agree. Gotta work on that jaw strength, you know. Yeah. I was just saying, I can get one of your, I can get one of your gag balls. Just, <laughs> hey, you put rocks in there, then you'd be fine. <laughs> but yeah, so for like, it just was one of those things where I was like, 
God damn, I can't escape talking about my own opinions. Um, what what was what was your number one overall? If it wasn't if it wasn't banana cream pie and it wasn't Butterfinger, which are obviously one A one B. Wrong, wrong. What what actually was uh, the we so there was five tiers. There was God tier, the pros, junior varsity. Uh, tier four was called I'm so full. Like if someone bought it for you, you would do the polite thing and take a couple bites and then be like, oh, I'm so full. And then uh, not episode five. Uh, tier five was just fuck these. So God tier only had one. And the God tier was chocolate brownie extreme, which I that's my go to. Too much chocolate. Yeah, you're wrong. You're mm-hmm. wrong. Mm-mm. But yeah, no, there was there were some hot takes. Um, I, a lot of mine got fucking kiboshed because I don't really like fruit in my blizzards. And, banana uh, cream pie, though. No, I don't know if I said this, but banana cream pie is pretty good. <laughs> it sounds so gross. <laughs> Have you ever had it? No, and I never will. No, then how the fuck can you even rank it? I can fucking do whatever I want. You hear it literally for three hours a week of me just saying whatever I want. Uh, no, I'm not. I don't. Banana cream pie just sound. First of all, cream pie makes me laugh. So I'm going to get kicked out of Dairy Queen immediately trying to order it. And bananas are not an elite fucking ice cream food. Mm. I feel like more people are in the world are going to agree with me that banana cream pie is not a fucking top blizzard. I just don't know how you can slander when you never had it. I don't know why I'm getting so mad about DQ <laughs> blizzards, but <laughs> <laughs> this is the most Midwest. I'll tell you the best type of sunflower seed. No, uh, the thing is, is like they were, they were ranking. First of all, they used my precious idea notebook to write this down in. So I was kind of upset about that. They literally almost wrote on the enemy list, which I was upset about. But the entire time they're like, oh my God, you can use this for your podcast. And I was like, don't you fucking dare. Don't tell me what I'll talk about. The entire time knowing I was going to ask you about it. (laughs) (laughs) Like, I don't need ideas. I make ideas. And I was like, God damn, we should actually throw this in there. (laughs) But. I did end up watching episode nine and ten, and let's hop into it because it's fresh and I'm ready. So I got it. I was as I was watching it, I was jotting down a couple notes, and I broke it up between episode nine and ten. Um, I like one of the biggest takeaways from episode nine I had was like I didn't realize who Steve Kerr's dad was. Uh, that like is, Malcolm that's, Kerr. That's funny you wrote that down because I also wrote that down. Because I, I guess I, the way I took it, I didn't know a lot about Steve Kerr. No. I, he was always, he was always kind of like, I assumed he was like the scrappy white guy they just like found. And he just kind of like shot threes. Steve Kerr was kind of a dog. Well, his, and, his family, like he grew up in like a renaissance of a family. Like they were yeah, very, they're, very they're well educated, like didn't watch a lot of TV yeah, they and like they lived in the Middle East. Like Steve Kerr didn't like come to America until he was like in high school, like at all. Yeah, like, like his. It said that his dad was born, raised, and died in Lebanon. Yeah, like that was that blew my mind. Yeah, that because I I had to do a little more like I had to do a little Wikipedia dive on Stevie Kerr, and yeah, and just fucking nuts. I mean, Steve Kerr is 
talk about like a totally under the radar, like world's most interesting man. Well, and to, to relate it to MJ, like he's a all time stick to sports, like basketball guy, like both of your guys' dads got murdered, murdered. by guns. <laughs> <laughs> and you guys didn't even talk about it. That was I, I wrote that down too because just it was the way they did it in episode nine was just like so like awkward. <laughs> they were just like, "So did you guys ever talk about your dead dads?" <laughs> it was like, "No, no, we did not." But yeah, that that part of episode nine was fucking wild. I mean, your dad literally basically gets assassinated by gunshots to the back of the head in like the college where he was the president at in the middle east like holy shit how is there not a documentary about steve kerr that's what i thought honestly that's what i thought i was like there's gotta be like something coming out with like the kerr the kerr family and like how i mean in an upbringing like that is very very cultured and mm. for him to just be so devoted okay. and so hard into basketball yeah. Oh, it's kind of crazy. It was one of those things where like I, when I was reading about it, cause like in I the, the last dance episode nine kind of raised more questions for me about Steve Kerr than it really answered. Cause it's like, yeah, his dad, his dad died. And he, he was at, you know, he was at college. He got a phone call at three in the morning. I was like, wait, what? <laughs> like what the fuck is going on? And I was reading it and I just want to say this because it's going to make me laugh. Steve Kerr has a son, and the son's name is Nick. This, so his name is Nick Kerr. Ooh, you got to be careful with that one. <laughs> yeah. I just – I laughed myself for like 15 minutes because of that. I was like, no way Steve Kerr did that. And, but, yeah, that was uh, – You, you got to enunciate on that one. That's, Nick that's Kerr. That's, Nick who? I recommend if you're listening to this on like your headphones or in a car right now with other people, just practice it amongst yourselves. Yeah, long pause in between the names. <laughs> yeah, real long enunciate. But yeah, uh, Steve Kerr, uh, I like, and I know we, we, we talked about it on the, the Free and Lou podcast, but like these games were kind of like they're ahead of our time. Like these games really were. I never in a million years had any idea Steve Kerr hit like a game winning shot for the Bulls. Like that was, I had no idea. Well, I'm kind of like pretty open about not being a student of the game and not really knowing the NBA all that well. Like I knew about the Bulls and like my, like my, I think I said this before, but like my thoughts of the Bulls or what I remember of the Bulls was obviously Michael Jordan. Jordan, And then I knew about Rodman and Pippen. But yeah. and space, like outside and space of that, Jam. like I didn't know shit about the Bulls. Yeah. I was gonna say Space Jam really, really yeah. played a heavy part in me remembering Michael Jordan. Um, that but that yeah, Steve, maybe that uh, yeah, like Steve, so like Steve Kerr, like you grow up in such a crazy way, then like you know find your find your way, like get it, get up into like or, or playing playing through college or whatever, and then your dad dies, your dad's murdered rather. And murdered. then like you get into the NBA, you're on a championship team. You play with Michael Jordan and now you're a coach of yeah. the Golden the, State Warriors. The, the tweets, the tweets I saw was like, 
Oh, Steve Kerr won more championships after he left the Bulls. He won two with the Spurs. That's nuts. Like, yeah, like that was – I didn't even know he played for the Spurs. Like, Steve Kerr has lived a very – Crazy like, life. I mean, it's sad, you know, obviously, but like a very, very interesting life. Yeah. Like, uh, like it's one of those – like, his life is one of those things where if, like, you made a movie about it, people would be like, oh, there's no way this movie's real. And you'd be like, oh, no, that's just Steve Kerr's life. Yeah. So, yeah, Steve Kerr, unsung unsung hero, uh, maybe a demigod of some sort, but just an absolute crazy life on that guy. Um, part of the Bulls team that won 72 games, coached the Golden State Warriors when they won 73 games, has won multiple championships. I mean, just good for him. Good, You know what, Steve? I probably would not have responded so well to my father getting shot in the back of the head. <laughs> yeah. I don't think I would have, yeah, pushed myself into a highly competitive sport. I probably would have just crumbled and fell apart. Yeah. <laughs> I drank myself to death in an alley. Yeah. <laughs> so good on you, Steve. You are, you've made it to my top 10 of favorite NBA players just because you're a goddamn legend. Um, I wrote down that, uh, 97, uh, the Pacers game, um, mm-hmm. when Larry Bird was coaching and like after the game, after they won and like Larry Bird and Michael are like, fuck you, fuck you, bitch. <laughs> and then, uh, Jordan's like, yeah, go work on your golf game. And they just like walk away. <laughs> <laughs> and like, that was one of those things where I was watching it and I guess they're Larry Bird and Michael Jordan are definitely friends, right? I, th- I think they are now. Yeah. I mean, and I think Larry they were Bird, then, you know, obviously they yeah. like, uh, f- from the dream team, like Barry yeah. was in Space Jam. Like you don't get to say "fuck you, bitch" to someone, <laughs> yeah. like openly, unless there's like some sort of a respect yeah. or you're joking. <laughs> Otherwise, there's there's gonna be fisticuffs. I think. <laughs> and you, Larry Bird, definitely is a scrapper. But uh, that was I laughed really hard during that because it was one of those things where I was like, "God damn it, Michael Jordan's a dick." <laughs> <laughs> time to work on your golf game because you lost boy uh that was that pacers one was cool i hate reggie miller so it was kind of cool for him to get nuts drogan across his face because i do not like reggie miller i'll slander that motherfucker all day yeah he i mean he came across uh pretty well in the documentary like you know they they made him look okay there and I, like I said, I'm not a student of the game, so I don't really know that much about Reggie Miller. Like I know he's pretty accomplished uh, basketball player, you, obviously. But you want to know the cool thing about Reggie Miller? He is the second best basketball player in his family. His sister Cheryl Miller is like the top, like women's basketball player of all time. Oh, I thought you were going <laughs> to say he was related to Mike Miller. <laughs> yes. No, Mike Miller. Mike Miller, surprisingly, not a top. 100 basketball player of all time oh he's in my heart um, yeah 101 though maybe <laughs> um, uh mike miller had a good tweet during that though like uh there was a picture of like tracy mcgrady and michael jordan and mike miller was in the background and mike miller put it on instagram and he's like when you're waiting for your friend to introduce you to the hot chick and mike miller looked like he's like crying in the background <laughs> like i'm just from mitchell south dakota you're michael jordan uh 
I had the uh, the tainted pizza written down. Yeah, um, the uh, the flu game. Yeah. So the 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 tainted pizza thing. I I did a little bit of a deep dive on that, and there was like an interview. I I can't remember what it was on, but the guy that worked at the Pizza Hut in Utah, he actually said he's like no he's like i named my kid after michael jordan i had money on the game and i made and hand delivered it myself and then he's like also there wasn't five of us there was two of us yeah that was they just went because they wanted to see they they knew it was michael so they wanted to meet him like as fans yeah and it just it goes more the more and more I watch some of the documentary and some of the stuff that comes out, like, don't get me wrong. Like I, I still MJ fan and he's in my opinion, the greatest of all time. Um, he's certainly top I think he has a slight white lie problem that he can't. I, that's what I, that was a hundred percent what I was like, cause I had that written down too. Cause I have flu in quotations. I think like he was trying to like build his own, like, uh, his own legend. Like, I fucking the flu, uh, you know, I was, they had 10 dudes make it and they all took turns putting Lysol. Like, it's just like, dude, come on. Like you didn't get diphtheria from pizza. Like you were probably just, just a little bit hungover. <laughs> you got some rest. You did that thing that all great athletes do when they are hungover. You play like shit the first 10 minutes, then your body purges all toxins and then you're good to go. Yeah. I think he probably just smoked. 50 cigars and <laughs> drank two bottles of scotch and felt like shit. shit. And he was just like, whoa, pizza. That must have been also, that pizza. The fact that he was eating like a Pizza Hut pizza like 22 hours before a huge game in the NBA Finals. Michael Jordan's a goddamn psychopath. If I, if I knew I had to like be not around a bathroom for like two hours tomorrow, I wouldn't eat a pizza pizza right now. <laughs> like I just wouldn't do it. I know what's gonna happen there. Too much yeah. dairy. It's it's interesting because like, I mean, obviously now, I mean, guys still obviously party and you know James Harden lives in a strip club most of the time. But it's like, me. I'm James Harden. <laughs> but I mean, for the most part, like there's a big focus on nutrition. Like you have. And I guess what, what's his name? Uh, Glover or whatever, who was actually um, MJ's like nutritionist or whatever. And it's like, yeah, man, I don't know what you got paid, but you didn't, <laughs> you didn't interject for eating yeah. pizza at midnight and smoking a thousand cigars and drinking a bunch <laughs> yeah. of scotch and beers. Like, I don't know what you're, yeah. what you were actually I, doing. I like to, uh, God, what was it on Family Guy where uh, it's like, well, I I'm like, I'm be Rosie O'Donnell's nutritionist. And it's like, hey, maybe we don't eat, uh, we don't eat that. Maybe we don't eat the whole pizza. And Michael Jordan just hitting Glover, like, no, I eat all of it. Yeah, it's it's crazy. Like, you think about all the all the guys now that are that are pretty crazy. Like, like I said, I mean, obviously some of the guys they still drink and they still party, but there's a hell of a lot more focus on nutrition. Like, yeah. I'm sure they have like planned and, meals before games and different and things that's, like that. I, that's why I think like athletes today are like way more cut. Cause I have, I, I wrote that down too. Where like, they would like go into the locker room after games and like do the dudes would be like shirtless and stuff. No one was really like ripped. Like no one, like Steve Kerr looked like he weighed like 170 pounds. Like all the other, like, like no one was really, Carl Malone was fucking ripped. 
but he's a fucking scumbag, so we're not going to talk about Carl Malone. The mailman? Uh, yeah, bad person. Oh. But, like, but if you see, like, pro athletes nowadays, they're just fucking yacked. Like, James Harden's, like, the exception to the rule. Like, James Harden's kind of puffy, but everyone else is like, oh, shit, like, they have 12 abs? <laughs> well, and that's, Kevin Durant that, couldn't bench 135 for the longest time, but I think he's, he's on top of that now. <laughs> Say 145, baby. <laughs> uh, but, yeah, I just, like, they – if you would have, like, shown, like, Russell Westbrook to, like, Steve Kerr in 1993, Steve Kerr would be like, I can't fucking play with that guy. That guy will kill me. Is that a real that person? <laughs> yeah, that guy plays in the NFL, right? Uh, it's just, like – but, yeah, that, that whole flu game thing, I I have heard so many stories about the flu game because that is, like, part of Michael Jordan's legend. Like you always hear about the flu game and like you see like him collapsing into Scottie Pippen's arms and shit. And just the entire time I was watching it, I was like, no, right. I think you're smelling your own farts a little bit too much right here, MJ. And that, <clears throat> so I was actually con- confused. Cause like, I honestly thought that the tainted pizza game and the flu game were two different games, but it's the same, it's the same game. Yeah. Same game. Same game. Oh, okay. I, and that was, I saw there was on Twitter because I I tried to avoid social media when I didn't get to watch episode nine and ten live because I didn't want any like spoilers or anything going on. So I went back yesterday when I was watching it last night and I like someone I got to the part where they must have been talking about tainted pizza and someone like tweeted a picture of pizza that looked like the best pizza I had ever seen. Like if that was actually the pizza that got him sick, I would have risked it too. Like, dude, it was, like, <laughs> cheesy and, like, flawless looking. And I was like, yeah, I probably would have risked it. I probably would have been in. Did I ever yeah. tell you that I actually did order a bunch off of that? Uh, no free ads. That one website that you can order frozen, like, fancy frozen pizzas off of? Yeah, yeah. You, sna- you snapped it to me, and that looked delicious. They were pretty good. Um, the one you're supposed to like thaw before you bake it. And I have zero patience and I wanted to eat it. So it wasn't completely thawed when I did. So the, the crust got a little bit too crispy. And yeah. It, it wasn't cooked properly, but it still was, I still dominated yeah. it. I was going to say it was, it was, uh, it, that website, dude, thank God we live in the future. <laughs> yeah. It's awesome. Like who would have thought that you could ship something like frozen and dry ice and like get stuff like at your door i mean yeah we're like very very spoiled like people (laughs) people take for granted a lot of things in this country and i definitely take for granted being able to eat pizza from chicago and new york like in a couple days that gets shipped right to my house yeah yeah uh that was like i was thinking because when i did it i was thinking of like in laura ingles wilder where she's like her and her sister are like holy shit we got an orange for christmas <laughs> i was like like dude i just threw away three oranges because they looked weird <laughs> oh, fuck oranges oranges i bet you uh, need an orange cream pie blizzard though fucking no. weirdo orange i'm not a citrus citrus fruits do not belong in pies like <laughs> key lime pie that pie can fuck off really see i i, I don't even like pie that much but I've ha- I've had a key lime pie before. It's pretty pretty good. No, no. <laughs> wrong, wrong, <laughs> wrong. Uh, what else? 
Uh, yeah, um, so Stevie Kerr, um, John Stockton. As a as a person who makes fun of John Stockton a lot, John Stockton was good as fuck. He like if if you didn't know who John Stockton was, and you just saw him like walking down the street in like a blazer, like an, I would not think that he was an NBA yeah. caliber player. Yeah, I, honestly, if I just saw him walking, I'd be like, oh, I bet that dude does really good work with the tax law. And yep. then you sh- then you would like show me a video of him like playing basketball i'd be like no nope mm. that's <laughs> computers a are crazy yeah computers are crazy nowadays that's a deep fake john stockton was nice as hell he was given he was given the bulls fucking fits yeah those those highlights of, that, of those couple games he uh he was good at the basketball he was everywhere like he was like stealing it from mj <laughs> john stockton was just a fucking absolute problem him and Steve Kerr should have like mixed their sperm together and just made the ultimate six foot three white point guard. Um, I wrote Dwight down. Steph Curry. I wrote down for episode ten, uh, the Rodman Hulkamania thing. <laughs> yeah. Like how he just like took off to go like, do like to go, go do like NWO. Yeah. <laughs> Like bash a folding chair over somebody's back. I, I also respect how he wore those like ridiculous flannel, like Joe Boxer ish, like lounge he, pants. There was like multiple episodes or like multiple times where they'd show him in the locker room. He was always wearing those pants. He Robin was wearing them when he was like working out too. Like he just yeah, those all Rodman the time. loves those pants. Rodman's like, listen, I, I'll come off a couple week bender, but I gotta have my Joe Boxy pants. He if definitely, he definitely like held up the bus a couple times. He's like, "Wait, guys, I can't find my pants." Where are my pants, <laughs> guys? I can't get twenty-two rebounds this game if I don't have my pants. You guys don't realize I need my pants. <laughs> All the power is in those pants. But yeah, that was uh, Johnny Stockton, Steve Kerr, Rip, Dennis Rodman, literally leaving to just go fucking throw around Hulk Hogan, <laughs> kick the shit out of. Big sexy Kevin Nash. Just I, if shit like that happened nowadays, it would just break the internet. Like we would all be on Twitter just laughing. Because holy shit, the nineties were wild, dude. Just un like some of the shit that happened back then is just unbelievable. Like, yeah, it would if social media was around back then, it would have been fucking nuts. Yeah, I it was it was bizarre to watch that. Also, Dennis Rodman definitely hit hit Kevin Nash with that metal chair like fully. Like, it it looked hard because yeah, <laughs> Dennis Rodman did that, not know how to. He didn't sell that at all. He fucking no, he's just like you just hit him really hard. Okay, I can do that. Uh, yeah, and they're like, no, it's actually kind of fake. And he was like, got it. Hit him with the chair. <laughs> Crush him with the chair. I, I can do that. <laughs> yeah, Michael said I can hit people with chairs as long as I get my rebounds. Yeah, that was God. That'd be so cool, man. The re- wrestling used to rule. Um, there's no, nothing better than being like eight years old and being like wrestling. Oh yeah, I was uh, I was a hundred percent in on Hulkamania back in the day. Yeah, I remember when he went to Hollywood Hulk Hogan. He came out like all the black and white. <laughs> Ooh, that hurt me. But I remember, um, like, I I remember Kevin Nash was like wrestling Goldberg, and there was like. 
Goldberg's like hundred hundredth straight win was on the line. And I literally think I like cried to my dad, like, dad, we have to order this pay-per-view, please. And we did it. And I, someone came out and like tased Goldberg and the match got called off. I was shattered. Yeah, absolutely broken. It might've been gold dust, honestly. Huh. Son of a bitch. <laughs> um, the, that state farm commercial that they kept playing during episode 10, like where it was like a news break and they're like, this yeah. is beginning to start sounding a lot like a state farm commercial. <laughs> like the first time they showed it, I literally thought it was like a vault yeah. thing or whatever. That was, that happened to me the first episode where they did uh, it was for ESPN and it broke in like it was from the vault and then it was just Kenny Maine and he was describing what was happening in the episode and I, I was like watching I was like holy fuck like these guys are wit- how did they do like I can't believe Kenny Maine predicted this and then he's like it's like and then at the end he's like they could be using it for a documentary that you're watching right now I was like oh <laughs> You guys got me hook, line, and sinker. I hope whoever designed that ad got a raise because that shit was impressive. It was good. It was good, especially because, like, obviously we're talking about it right now, but, like, the entire, like, 95% of the commercial had nothing to do with State Farm until right at the end, but very effective. Yep, uh, and here we are. And uh, my, I've got dumbass progressive car insurance. They just emailed me. Like four minutes ago, I'm getting a credit from State Farm. Yeah, they you gave get, me a credit. I got credit too. <laughs> yeah, that was like sick. Can I just have the money? It's like I forget. I forget. I pay insurance each month. I just hope you guys are doing it. <laughs> uh, uh, did you see happened? the? Um, I wrote down like the 1998 NBA championship game, like at the end mm. when Robin did the suck it. <laughs> Yeah, that was <laughs> and he awesome. just like, and he, say, he said it too. He's like, yeah. suck it. <laughs> just a nice, just a chop. Just yes. That was awesome. And Dennis Robin just loved partying and wrestling. I feel like Dennis Robin and I might get along. But him, 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 drop, him dropping the suck it was awesome. Yeah, but, I would definitely be like, uh, like, I think like, like young Rodman would have been a hell of a good time to hang out with. Um, I, like disavow now because of the whole Kim Jong Un uh, relationship. Kim Sok-dong. Yeah, kind of hard to be his friend um, when you're, you know, really good friends with a short, fat mass murderer. But you know, teach his own, I guess. I just say I personally don't approve of it. That's a hard stance for me. Yeah. Do not be friends with genocidal world leaders. Uh, I wrote down, um, in that the scene after that game when uh, Leonardo DiCaprio was in in the locker room, and MJ referred <laughs> to him as the man in the iron mask guy. Yeah. Oh God. <laughs> the because uh, I wrote I wrote that down too because I was like, dude, young Leo and Michael Jordan, what a power! Co- I want to go fucking I want to party with them. But yeah, he's like, I just watched a movie, The Man with the Iron Face, <laughs> and he's Leonardo DiCaprio was like mask <laughs> yeah whatever it's like yeah we did the all for one one for all thing it was like three musketeers <laughs> mj mj just being like mj in his head was like dude i just made that young man's day and you know the cafe was just like mj might be dumb that 
that one, like that uh, celebrity in the locker room, was a little bit less cringeworthy than Jerry Seinfeld. Like uh, the, the Jerry Seinfeld overstayed his his welcome yeah. just a touch, and he was just like trying to talk to people. He's like, "Oh, hey, hey, guys!" And then they're like, <laughs> "What's the right. deal with MJ shooting mid range?" <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he. That, uh, that was. I did when when the Jerry Seinfeld one was going on. That was definitely something I was like. Jerry, leave the locker room. Jerry, get the hell out of there. Which yeah, they, at, at they're giving you all the signs. <laughs> yeah, at that time, Jerry Seinfeld and Michael Jordan might have been like just as famous as each other. That was kind of the that was something I thought of after the fact. Where I was like, oh shit, that was Jerry Seinfeld at like the peak of Seinfeld, arguably one of the biggest TV shows of all time. Jerry Seinfeld's literally a billionaire because of Seinfeld. Oh yeah, I mean, those royalty checks got to be fantastic. Yeah. And like, I just wanted Jerry Seinfeld to get out of that locker room so bad. And I, that's why I like the Leonardo DiCaprio one. Cause I think Leo wanted to get out of there before MJ even saw him. Like, <laughs> like he was just like, Oh shit. That's Michael Jordan. I gotta get the fuck out of here. And now I don't think there's, I bet MJ's probably like a top five famous, famous person in the world right now. Like not even not even because he doesn't really do anything now except make money, but like you ask a six year old Korean kid, I bet they know Michael Jordan. Yeah, if you say two consonants, and that's all you have to say, <laughs> and everybody knows who you are. Yeah, like oh oh yeah, Jordan, he good. Sorry, folks, <laughs> I promised myself no more accents. I just fall into it sometimes. Uh, but yeah, that's why I, like that kind of blows my mind because even Leonardo DiCaprio back then, that like he he wasn't Leonardo DiCaprio like he is now. He ain't balling like that. He wasn't. He is now. But that was crazy. Uh, the I just have written down that like that in like ninety seven, ninety eight. I remember watching Game Seven like as it happened. And like watching Michael make that like last shot, that's that I did like in episode nine and 10, how they definitely like the bigger stuff, like they like showed like the full play, like didn't have people talking over it. But like, I didn't remember that like Michael stole the ball, got up there. Uh, Phil Jackson didn't call a timeout because Phil Jackson's a mystical space shaman. And (laughs) he was just like, fuck it. If it goes in, it goes in. And I do remember like, fist pumping in my parents living room when my MJ nailed that shot and just being like, yeah, Michael Jordan did it. Fuck Carl Malone. I I even hated him back then. (laughs) But that was like, that was cool as hell to watch. Uh, Last dance was, um, I'm not going to say it's my favorite documentary of all time, but like, it's definitely up there. Like I'm going to, I I have rewatched most of these episodes already i will probably watch it soon like the whole thing it's because i think it's going to netflix soon and it's like yeah it's like yeah i'll probably be tossing that on as i fall asleep every now and then yeah it's so good i I definitely want to rewatch like three through five because there's some stuff in there that i missed um that i want to go back and rewatch yeah i was gonna say when i was rewatching them it was nice because there's just, I mean, that's 10 hours of stuff spread out over five weeks. Like 
no matter even how rain man like you are you're gonna forget stuff that happened well and they like how the timeline they would shift the timeline back and forth it kind of messed with my mind a little bit so (laughs) real inception vibes from the from the goddamn last dance crew but yeah that was awesome i'm glad they did that it sucks it took coronavirus because they were going to do it during the summer um Mm -hmm. so i'm kind of pumped they came out now because that was like a perfect sunday night filler and i'm gonna be sad when there's no last dance next week uh that's pretty much all i had on the last dance you got anything else that'd be the last dance of us talking about the last dance (laughs) all right um I have the. I wanted to talk about the Evander Holyfield Mike Tyson three. Uh, I guess. Awesome. I, I guess it's all hearsay at this point, but they're tossing around the idea of yeah. Evander Holyfield and Mike Tyson. I've fighting. I've seen I've seen the Mike Tyson like I've seen the him box like him shadow boxing, and I've like I but I've heard so many people being like I'd fight Mike Tyson for this I'd fight Mike Tyson for this. But like them actually doing like a Evander Holyfield, Mike Tyson three would be pretty fucking baller. I, I think it's pretty. I mean, Mike Tyson is obviously a crazy person, but if you're Evander Holyfield, you have to bite Mike Tyson's ear off. Yes, you have to. <laughs> According to the honor code that I live by, yes, you do. You 100% <laughs> gotta munch that ear. I, like, I remember. You know, like, I remember that being, like, a thing, even when I was, like, seven. Yeah. But I didn't realize that he bit off a piece of his ear, and then he bit the other ear also before yeah, they like stopped. He, like the, he was munching ears, dude. I was yeah. going to say, as a, as a person who was either seven or eight, what year was it? Was it 98? Yeah, it was uh, June 28th, 1997. Um, the, so I was seven, yeah. Fight number two. Yeah, so I was seven. I remember like my parents went to a party for it. Like that's how big of a deal it was. Like they went to some smoke filled fucking house that probably had like a 4,000 pound projector, big screen TV and like watched it. And they like got a babysitter for it for everything and everything. Uh, like I remember that being a big deal. I remember cause I think I was in first grade and I remember like talking about it at school with other first graders being like, he bit his ear. Oh my God. <laughs> Wonder if he can hear. Yeah. He fucking munched it though. I don't know. Well, I didn't, I mean, obviously, um, you know, knowing about it later and like, like watching the video yeah. and like, um, like looking more into the fight, like as an adult, like I didn't realize that uh, at first, like, Vander Holyfield was pretty much like beating Tyson's ass yeah. like that fight. And then Mike Tyson just getting angry and clenching up and yeah. biting his fucking ear off. Oh, oh. Uh, yeah, that was, I didn't, I never, like I knew it happened obviously, but like, I didn't really rewatch it. And I think it was a couple of years ago. I watched it on YouTube. Cause I was like, all right, I gotta get a story. I gotta get the story on this. And then watching it and just being like, Oh fuck. <laughs> like, yeah, Andrew Holyfield working Iron Mike and Mike Tyson reacting poorly. Yeah, so I don't know if that fight's actually going to happen, but um, I'm here for it. I'm I'm here for like, like, like just fights in general. Like, fuck it. You want to you want Conor McGregor and Floyd Mayweather might fight again. Fuck it. I'll watch it. Like, uh, I think Henry Cejudo is like might fight Oscar De La Hoya. 
Like Mike Tyson might just fight anyone for money. Uh, we got the Mountain versus Eddie Hall, which I've seen some more videos of them shadow boxing. Eddie Hall might beat the fuck out of Thor. I mean, yep. I know I'm Team Thor, but Thor so, looking real slow. Uh, good segue. Um, so I there's been a lot of videos that Eddie Hall's been posting about pretty much the how the beef like kind of started between him and Thor and so Eddie Hall we said it before he was the 2017 world's strongest man um and he was the um original holder of the uh the world record for the deadlift at the 500 uh, kilogram which is like 1100 pounds but, like 500 yeah, kilograms like 11, is 1104 um, yeah but so in the, at the world's strongest man competition the one that eddie hall won thor went first and the biggest uh, on the on the viking press um yeah, portion of the competition I, I did see this i was like fuck i think i watched this i did see this and like the the viking press for people that don't know it's it's essentially like a, a standing military press or like a standing <gasps> like overhead shoulder press and they I think they, they had a bunch of bags inside of this. Yeah, they were like adding adding a chunk of weight every time. Um and this this one like um it was three hundred and fifty three pounds or hundred and sixty kilograms and Thor um got fourteen reps and on like the fifteenth rep he was double dipping his knees. Yes. Um which, which I guess is like if you don't lock out your knee and you kinda like use your legs to try to like Bounce help it. yourself back up. And I guess yeah. that's against the rules. And I, I literally watched that 15th rep over and over and over again. And <laughs> back into the left. Back. Honestly, he didn't, I think the, the double dipping the knees was obviously happened, I guess. Cause, um, the judge who, who, um, I wanted to say Magnus Samuelson, but it wasn't Magnus Samuelson. It was, it was another, I, old guy yeah. that was commenting on it but he did the uh he did like a, a voiceover or whatever like a play-by-play of like what was going on and once they slowed it down you could see like his hips kind of going forward but to me it's like almost like he didn't lock it out fully over his head either yeah i was i was gonna say when i watched it i just just being like i was like yeah probably i probably would have limp dicked it and gave it to him but i can definitely understand why he didn't get it given to him well and so because Thor went first, or he didn't go. I don't. I don't think he necessarily went first. Uh, first, but like, like he went before Eddie. Hall. Yeah, because before Eddie, because Thor was. I think Thor was in second, and he needed a win there to go to first. Yep, and he, um, he so he went first, and when they called it at fourteen, like he at the time, like he was he was okay with it. He's like, oh, that's oh. you know that's good. No, you know nobody's gonna beat that. No, yeah, I'm I'm literally and, nicknamed the Mountain. Yeah, and he he was like he was fine with it. Didn't uh, throw a fit. Um, and then when Eddie Hall did 15, then Thor got pissed off or went and grabbed, um, the head referee that called him for double dipping. And they, they, like his, his team or whatever had video and they went and they kept showing it to him and talking to him. And, um, you know, he was trying to dispute it over and over and over again. But after watching Eddie Hall put up 15, like he put up 11 before he took a breath and, (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> and he stopped and then he, he put up uh four more if eddie hall needed 16 reps 
he would he have was, gotten yeah, sixty he was reps. Getting, yeah, he was he was winning that regardless. Yeah, like just the pure, just the adrenaline factor, getting to go after Thor. Because I mean, if if it would have been me, if I was in Eddie Hall's position and I saw that dude get fourteen, I'd be like, well, congrats to him. He just won the world's strongest man. Eddie Hall is a psycho, and he was just like, no, I'll just do a thousand. <laughs> yeah. throw as much weight on you as God. it will go above my head yeah eddie going second was a huge huge yeah. advantage because he knew how many he needed to get to beat thor yeah. and I saying, like i yeah. said even if thor would have gotten 15 eddie would have easily done 16 i mean based off mm-hmm. what i saw so yep. i mean i don't know it just but yeah those i am i'm excited i'm excited for fights i just love people fighting I was I was I watched a little gladiator this morning. <laughs> got me, got the juices flowing. So yeah, let's bring back blood sports. Yeah, so that um September twenty twenty one in yep. Las Vegas somewhere, they're planning for that exhibition fight. And regardless of what happens, that's gonna be I hope it's I hope it's a good fight. I mean I, I feel like everybody like you know you're like in a normal heavyweight fight when they're only like 265 pound people fighting each other. Um, granted this is like a boxing, not UFC, but like at any time, if anybody lands, like they can they, win the fight, yeah, like even can. more so now holding that much mass on your body. Like I'm, I'm obviously thinking I, that they're going to gas out if, that's, if somebody doesn't get knocked out, but that's the, what I was kind of going to talk about because, uh, uh, the one, the one I saw of Thor, like I saw, I saw Thor hitting bags, and he was just slow as hell. And like someone was like, what "The fuck, you can't move fast." And he come and he's like, he's like, "I'm literally learning how to punch right now. Like I'm not going for speed. Trust me, my the speed will come." And then he put in like his own caption. He had started like ten days before. He was already down like twenty seven pounds. <laughs> Like, it's like, what? If I, if I lost 27 pounds in 10 days, that means I had to, like, cut a leg off. Well, I got to think, I mean, when you have that much muscle mass, just burning calories, just resting, yeah. and you just cut a little bit of your intake, like, you yeah. got, I mean, I got to imagine you drop, I mean, we have that much muscle mass on your body, and you just yeah. take in so slightly fewer calories, you I was, I was, I was thinking, because he said in there that, like, this is the only thing he's training for until the boxing match is like the only thing he's training for until it happens is it it's not crazy to see that like think that like thor could come in weighing like a cut 360 and just have like frightening energy and power yeah it's gonna be it's gonna be interesting for sure and it'll be exciting it sucks that we gotta wait um yeah i say september 2021 still doesn't sound like a real time in my head yeah but uh that's uh just players doing other sports i wanted to i don't have a lot written down for this episode because sorry folks not a lot going on in the world (laughs) but uh did you see that it came out lebron james was training to play football in 2011 during the nba lockout Uh -uh. yeah i think this i think it said the seahawks for sure offered him a roster spot and i think the cowboys i think they said jerry jones was like going to offer him a contract like deal and he was, yeah, he was training to play football. This was, this was Miami, 2011 when Miami Heat LeBron, where he legit was 280 pounds and running a 4440. It was like a 45 inch vertical. Like what, this was, um, this was HGH to the max LeBron. 
Did they did they say like what position he was like a tight end uh, or wide, wide receiver? Ooh, uh, because I I don't know if you know this, but LeBron uh, when he was like a sophomore in high school had to basically choose between football and uh, basketball. And he, he was a sophomore in high school and he was already like the number one wide receiver recruit in the nation. Really? Like he had, like he had something dumb. Like he had like, I think it was like 27 catches for like 1100 yards and like 19 touchdowns. It was like, none. And we just throw it to him. He just fucking gets it. Also for all you fucking nerds who go and fact check my outrageous claims, Quit texting me that I'm wrong. I know I'm wrong. You don't need to remind me that I don't know facts, but like the the facts are unbelievable. So I can just say whatever words I want because LeBron was <laughs> LeBron was good. Uh, Kevin Durant and LeBron had like uh, during the lock NBA lockout, they had like a oh we're gonna go to like Texas A and M and do a flag football game, and LeBron and Kevin Durant were really fucking good at flag football. Like, Kevin Durant would just, you know, because he's seven foot tall and has, like, a seven foot seven wingspan, like, would just, like, sky and go get it. LeBron was, like, throwing, like, legit, like, pass. Like, he was running routes. He was catching in traffic. He was pulling away from people just with speed. And that is a huge person moving that way. That would have been cool. It would have – I definitely could see Jerry Jones doing that. Yeah, well, and LeBron's a big Dallas Cowboy fan, too. So, I mean, he's – that would have been fucking sick. Tony Romo drops back, scrambles, gunslings one to LeBron for 87 yards. I just spontaneously combust full of semen. Just, ugh. But yeah, I just I, – I wanted to bring that up because I saw uh, – what made me stop and, like, click on it was they had edited a picture of LeBron in a Dallas Cowboys uniform, and I was just like, oh. Oh, hello. You're looking pretty good. And uh, that was because I think it also because when MJ switched from uh, base basketball to baseball, they were also talking about like he was potentially talking about playing football at that time, too. I was like, dude, do it. If you're an elite, if you're an elite athlete in one sport, take a year off, switch it up, see what happens. I feel like. MJ definitely would have gotten hurt playing football just because he just put his body on the line, like, like just sacrificed his body so many times, like playing basketball. If he took that same mentality to football, he would have, he would have played until like he, you know, got a career. His, leg, his legs would have left, his legs would have left his body. Yeah. But yeah, that was awesome. Uh, a couple big things in our world, our podcasting world. Cause I know we like, we get invited to like the cool meetings with pop podcasting nowadays. Uh, fucking Papa Rogan, sweet Joe Rogan just got the absolute bag by from Spotify. Saw that they, they don't, they don't, they didn't have numbers on it when I checked, but every, basically every single person's like, it's above a hundred million dollars. Yeah. I saw speculation for like 150 million and what yeah. he said that um, like starting in September, it's going to be on only, Spotify only? and the rest of uh, still on the rest of the uh, podcasting services. But yeah. by the end of the year, he was going to be exclusively it's, on Spotify. Yeah. Which I'm pretty sure the Joe Rogan podcast might be the most popular podcast in the world. 
I think I've I think I've seen that. I've read that somewhere. It it wouldn't surprise me. I would definitely say that uh, he's. I I guess I can't think of who he would be number two to. Yeah, I was gonna say. I mean, at at, at best he's number one. At worst he's top three, which. Basically, every person I know does podcast or like listens to podcasts. You and I are the only ones narcissistic enough to just start start doing it. <laughs> but uh, yeah, Joe Rogan just getting that Spotify quando. Good for him. That's gonna really that's gonna help us in our negotiations when I eventually let Brad buy us. <laughs> uh, so there was that, and then call her daddy the barstool chick one, uh, which was also very popular. I don't know. I, I only listened to like maybe 10 minutes of it over however many episodes they've done, but they're a little bit of a hot water. Yeah. What, what happened there? Uh, I just got mine from what I could tell from like Googling what the hell's going on with call her daddy podcast. <laughs> Cause I also didn't know. And it sounded like they had, they had a contract, like a three-year contract with Barstool, and it was it was like I think it was maybe it was like seventy-five thousand dollars a year, but they had like tons of incentives, mm-hmm. and it sounded like they were both getting like I think like five hundred k a year, and it had only been a year, so they still had two years left, and one of the one of their boyfriends who like is an executive at HBO, like was trying to sell, call her daddy to like another podcasting group. And Barstool literally owns everything that like owns like the caller daddy name. They have a contract together. They have all this shit. And like they Barstool figured it out and they're like, No. <laughs> like well, you have a contract. And they're like, Well, we want more money. And Barstool was just like, Okay. Like I think they I goddamn he offered like I don't know what the exact offer was, but it was like a shitload more money. And one of the one of the college caller daddy girls, the one without a with her the one whose boyfriend didn't negotiate this deal. I think the podcaster group was called like Wombly or Wembley or something like that. And the one who didn't negotiate the deal, his boyfriend didn't negotiate it, because Barstool came in and like offered more than what they were trying to sell for. Barstool was like, "Fuck it, we'll give you everything. Like, just come back. Like, we need your guys' podcast in our group." And the one girl was like, "Fuck yeah, I'm in." And the other girl was just like uh fuck like my boyfriend negotiated this like we we were gonna get out of here and then they just the girl the girl with a boyfriend who works at hbo just completely shit the bed and basically like got her i don't think she's in on the call her daddy podcast anymore and the one that decided to that tried to leave barstool but then decided to stay is just getting the fucking bag dropped off for her like, I think she gets like 75% of like what call her daddy does and they must be doing great numbers. I mean, I guess I know their name, so it's probably pretty, a pretty big deal. Huh? Oh no, I'm not really in their target demo. Yeah. I, I'd heard like a couple like little like snippets of it and they're obviously, obviously been doing very well and very successful but they obviously have very big heads on them from all the success the Mm -hmm. one thing that i did did know was that their show is like partly scripted so it's not really yeah so it's not like it's not like you know natural or free-flowing like a lot of uh a lot of podcasts are oh fuck i actually like script some of the shit 
Yeah. So that was kind of a thing for me. Yeah, which... yeah that makes that that makes me way less. So they have like writers. Which yeah, I don't I think I don't even know how that could work with a podcast. Well, and I I guess I I don't know exactly who does the writing or how they do it. I just know that they plan it out and like script yeah. like script portions of it. Whereas I just have like chicken scratch in the notebook being like, Hey, make sure you talk <laughs> about this. And then mm-hmm. when we, when we, when we, when one of us naturally like stumbles onto like a nice segue, we won't just be like, cool. We both will stop and be like, dude, nice segue. <laughs> <laughs> and like, holy shit, we did it. Yeah. Speaking of that, uh, segue, <laughs> uh, I haven't heard any more recently, but you see like the whole thing about the Cheyenne river and like the Ogallala Sioux, um, uh tribes like setting up checkpoints and like not letting people in like through the highways on the reservations i say i guess i what i had heard was christy gnome was like yeah you can't fucking do that and they're just like yeah we can and then she kind of just was all bark no bite was like yep all right guess you guys can do that and the last time i saw they were still doing it I know, I know like our drivers aren't allowed to go to reservations right now. Like even though we have like essential employee passes for like other States and shit like that, we're technically not allowed. We don't do a lot of business out there anyway, but we're not allowed to go there at all now. Mm. And I was like, damn. Yeah. 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 Um, because like supposedly like there's some stuff written up like through the state that you know obviously um the reservation is the tribe's land and you know it's they're they're allowed to you know police themselves and govern themselves to to yeah they're basically pretty much full capacity basically a sovereign nation yeah more more or less like they can nation nation onto themselves yeah like they they pretty much can do whatever they want however uh, the state supports the infrastructure for the highways and stuff that travel. Yeah, through. which I think that was Christy Noem's like whole thing. It was just like, yeah, it's yours, but you know, we made it. <laughs> well, and there's actually like a legislature um, that was signed and agreed upon. Granted, historically, um, treaties haven't <laughs> always been honored <laughs> fully <laughs> on both sides. So, I mean, <laughs> I get it. I wish- <laughs> I wish you guys, I wish you guys, first of all, I hope you guys never actually see us recording because Cody and I are both bro tanked out But the way my eyes lit up when Cody started saying like, there's been a legislator and I, legislature. I was like, Oh, we're going to get them again. <laughs> yeah. I mean, yeah, you guys, you guys just sign here uh, and we'll give you your roads and sign here. And well, Oh, we want all the, we want all the land back. We got you. We own the casinos now. <laughs> we yeah. gotcha. you guys got to get lawyers yeah obviously historically um the white man and yeah. the united states government american, has done some pretty shitty things pretty shitty. if i was a native american and, and a white man put a contract in front of me i would fucking run away so fast i'd be like mm-mm, mm-mm. Yeah. fool me once fuck <laughs> you guys fool me fool me 397 times oh, i'm fucking out of here yeah so so supposedly there's like something in this legislation that said that they do have the ability to set up checkpoints but they have to get approval from the state government in order to do so 
and they so they knowingly did it even though they were not supposed to and then they were told they weren't supposed to but they continued to do it and i i apologize i i was looking it up and i hadn't heard anything since um like the tribe leaders like pretty much told christy gnome to go shove it and i was gonna say it's been at least since last week since i heard anything about it well fuck it if you guys want to set up checkpoints i guess i just continue to not go there and also like what is that even gonna do because here's the thing uh i don't want to dox myself too much i think most of you people know me in real life i have fucking new jersey license plates i live in south dakota if if i was like like new jersey is like one of the hardest hit places in america like i should be getting stopped every time it's like hey what are you doing here like don't you don't you be sneezing on people and instead i just continue to fucking live how the hell do you have new jersey license plates i'm not going to discuss it on the pod cody how do you renew your registration <laughs> technically i don't <laughs> hmm. as long as i never drive in new jersey i will not get pulled over for anything registration wise but if i go to new jersey they might just take my car cuz like you're supposed to get it like inspected in all this stuff and like you're supposed to like pay exorbitant taxes on it and shit like that nah <laughs> i live here you come get me like is it because of your aunt that lives in new jersey and that's yeah. where... okay okay there's a there's a little bit of a quid pro quo going on i'm not sure of the legality of it <laughs> but <laughs> i'm not sure of what the negotiate i'm not sure what laws i'm breaking by talking about it just know that there is a plan in place and I will never, ever go to New Jersey. No, I mean, that's a good point. Like, yeah, if you, if you see some out of state plates um, with all the stuff that they were talking about, like the self quarantining, like once you cross state lines for like 14 days and different things like that, you would think that somebody would have stopped you by now, but yeah, I'm like, Hey, what are you doing? And I just sneeze on them. (laughs) I don't know. But you do have a South Dakota driver's license though. Mm Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. I mean, it's a piece of paper that I wrote I can drive on. But Have yeah. you ever been pulled over? No. Nah. Yeah, I got pulled over once on the way to Brookings. But I think like, it was because the guy, I think the guy literally was just like, what the hell are you doing here? And I was like, dude, I'm just going to work. <laughs> like, and he's like, all right, get out of here. I'm just curious how that goes. And they're like, license and registration. And you give them your license. And then you have New Jersey plates and they're like, well, you have a South Dakota driver's license, but you don't have South Dakota plates. Yeah. Well, and they've never said anything. Well, I mean, I guess technically it is, it's registered. Like I paid like registration fees in New Jersey. I guess uh-huh. I don't have to, up, I don't have to update tags. That's what uh-huh. I don't have to do. Like, huh. like I know like every May I used to have to get for Jay, I used to have to get like new tags for the year. And now I just don't have to do that because it's not a problem here. Because I technically don't pay taxes on that car here. Huh. That's mm. fun to think about. Yeah. Once again, my aunt is a, a my aunt's a lawyer, so she said this was okay. Therefore, I just maintain it's okay. Which reminds me, I need to get tags for my vehicles. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I suppose it is that time. Which <laughs> I think that they give you. Um, in in the in the wake of the coronavirus stuff they uh, yeah, there's, there's they extended out like a 60 or 90 days or something like that so i got time. Yeah. yeah plenty of time but uh other than that i really got nothing else nothing too much has happened uh last couple of days 
It's kind of no. like I even I even went to like the news, like I Googled news. <laughs> I'm just like, <laughs> what is going on in the world? Dude, everything's about coronavirus. I just don't care anymore. Yeah, that's that's been me the last few times when I've tried to look up like some random facts or just get some yeah. world news and get some perspective. Yeah, it's, it's slim pickings it's, for sure. It's just all coronavirus. Like, and then like normally we could talk about sports, but sports aren't going on. So like everything about sports is still like, it's just, there's nothing going on. Like there's nothing to discuss. Like every single day they're just happen to be like, well, sports, you guys remember those? So it's hard to like talk hypotheticals uh, or like anything that's going on. Cause fuck, even if baseball was back right now, dude, we might be talking baseball. <laughs> oh, hundred percent. Uh, yeah and uh, i don't know shit about baseball and i also do not know shit about baseball so there would be some takes and i'm sure <laughs> brian miller would be threatening us with he's like what the fuck you guys ever played baseball before but uh other yeah so nothing, nothing really going on uh glad we got this out here i'm feeling good i'm feeling fresh all right i was worried i was worried my voice was going to be haggard sounds good Hopefully my audio doesn't sound like shit this time. I was going to say, hopefully you don't fuck us on this one. Fingers crossed. Because <laughs> I, I, I was listening to it. I had to work late on Friday night. And uh, I had to drive to Corsica, South Dakota, like way later in the evening. And I was listening to it. And I, I was just like, like the clicking was happening. I was like, I was, I was listening to another podcast and like not one of ours like like uh i'm gonna call them friends i'm not gonna give out their names though (laughs) uh they like i was listening to that i was like fuck i really want to listen to taco meat and corn chips (laughs) and i after like the first like three minutes of listening to it i completely like the the clicking i didn't even notice it i did notice me dry heaving and i started laughing again in real life and that was that was a good bit. Beard, yeah, I mean, I threw up in my mouth. Yeah, what people don't know is that that was not provoked or not scripted <laughs> yeah, or not planned. That was one hundred percent. Cody just saying taco meat and corn chips, and my body's been like, nope. That was the that was the trigger word. <laughs> but no, no, I think uh, I think that wraps up Epi sixteen. Yes, sir. I'll have a have a happy little uh, Wednesday morning for the folks at home. Alrighty. Well hugs and, hugs and kisses on my cats and kittens. XOXO. See you guys later. Yes.